So just before we finish up today's show, I want to let you know about my next group program, my health kickstart and detox. The best way to start diving into your health, if this is what you're doing and my podcast is motivating you to get started, is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that, as well as digestion, because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. And so I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body, as well as sugar. Where is it sneaking into your diet, even when you're trying to be careful? Unfortunately, it's in everything these days, and so it does tend to sneak in. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success on your detox program providing recipes and meal plans, et cetera, so that you can truly enjoy the benefits of getting those toxins out. I've never had someone get to the end of my program and go, gee, I wish I didn't do that. Instead, I get to hear all of their amazing success stories like, wow, my I have such mental clarity now. My aches and pains are gone. I'm sleeping better. My bloating and gas and indigestion is gone. So I love hearing that. It motivates me to keep sharing with others because I truly do believe when we get the toxins out, when we create a body that is inhospitable to disease and we make it a lifestyle, that we can get rid of the chronic illness that we have in our world today. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. And if you have any questions, book a call with me so we can chat and figure out, is this the right program for you? I look forward to hearing from you. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and I am here with Rudy Nusif. Rudy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. I'm very excited to have you here on the show today. We met recently at a conference, the Reimagine Health Summit in Florida. And when I heard you speak, I just knew that I really wanted to share you and all of your knowledge and expertise with my audience. Now, let me just introduce you to the audience a little bit first, and then we'll dive into the show. As a child, Rudy began suffering from ADHD headaches and eye strain. His struggle continued as he grew older and with Rudy becoming a night owl and often feeling depressed, fatigued, and disoriented. After consulting many doctors and trying every diet, supplement, and healing modality, nothing seemed to work. 
The frustration of living in pain drove Rudy to a journey of learning about himself and nature, which transformed his health and life. That's when he discovered light and circadian biology. And now as a renowned engineer, health entrepreneur, martial artist, and light expert, Rudy's mission is to help ex people experience the freedom, flow, and vitality of living in rhythm with nature's light and dark cycles and achieving better sleep and increased energy. Rudy is the founder of Viva Rays, leading the light revolution. His company is responsible for introducing the world's first circadian light harmonizing eyewear, which you can see Rudy is wearing, and I'm wearing it as well if you're watching on YouTube. And these glasses harmonize the bad effects of artificial light coming from screens and indoor light bulbs, helping individuals sync with nature's rhythm for a more vibrant life. And so... I'm very excited for you to share your wisdom around this, Rudy. I've always been talking about blue light blocking glasses for people and understanding how light impacts our hormones, etc. But I didn't realize how much I didn't know until I met you. And whenever I learn something new, I always want to share it with my audience. So thank you for your time being here today. And I would love you to dive into a little bit more of your story as to your struggle and how overcoming uh, your own troubles of ADHD and eye strain, et cetera, has led you on this path that you're on today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned in the introduction, as a kid, um, I not only struggled with ADHD, I actually was labeled by my teacher as having ADHD. And the reason so is because um, that was the only thing that it could wrap the mind around. And um, one thing that I used to experience as a kid is that I could not stay in the classroom. It felt very painful for me. And what I noticed very quick that I was experiencing things that other kids were not experiencing. And what this meant is now I know that some people call it like an empath, which is the ability to feel what other people are feeling. And but also what this meant also is that because I was so in tune, I can also hear the noise coming out of the light bulbs. Mm -hmm. And uh, my teachers thought that I'm crazy. Now, thankfully today, you know, science can prove that most of the LED bulbs and fluorescents that are made in a very uh, unconscious way actually uh, emit a noise that our ears are not sensitive to, yet our nervous system is affected by it. But at that age, I could hear that noise. I could feel the frequency coming from those lights. And I could feel how it's torturing my body. So all I wanted is to be outside and feel the sunshine on my face. Um, so troublemaking became my only escape because I, I really did not want to be in the classroom. And I did crazy stuff. So my teachers asked me to leave. And I was asked to leave seven different schools. My parents were, were all over the place. <laughs> so but you were um, doing what worked for you, which is really what all children are trying to do, right? Yeah, yes. And yes. you're just explaining this in a way that maybe parents can hear it for the first time, that their child isn't bad, isn't behaving badly for the wrong reasons. They're actually behaving that way for the right reasons because they're listening to their body. Absolutely. And the adults the, may not be listening to them. Exactly. This is this is this is the point. It is because uh, as we get conditioned in society, 
we get numbed to mm-hmm. uh, to the signals that our body uh, speak to us with. Yes. And that is often via pain or anxiety or any form of discomfort or unbalance. Um, and um, the problem is that in our educational system, it's designed for us to fit into a specific construct where mm-hmm. we are, uh, it's expected of us to memorize and repeat facts and to sit in those uh, closed classrooms that feel like a prison cell to most of the kids. Because as a kid, all I wanted is to be outside, to observe nature. And that for me was my true teacher. I could see the birds, I could see the animals, I could observe the intelligence, I could hear the rhythm of nature. And it would inspire me to create poetry, to create art. And I was very connected to that creative spark uh, inside of me. And pulling me out of the, into the classroom was something that I could not understand. Why are you guys doing this to me? So, so I, I had to find my own way and do crazy stuff to be kicked out of the classroom. Now, uh, it was a struggle. It wasn't the easiest thing to deal with, especially the, you're in an environment where every teacher, every teacher is uh, trying to fit you in a box. This is the ADHD kid. And, you know, they, 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 uh, one of the most torturing aspects about this is when you define somebody as something, you project onto them a specific behavior that you'd expected of them. And then eventually that person starts seeing themselves as that thing that you're defining them to be, which is very, very dangerous, unfortunately. Yes. And it happens most of the time. So if there are parents listening to this, uh, I really invite the parents to become more curious about what their kid is feeling and to try to listen to their feelings and to encourage them to report more about those feelings and where they're feeling them in their body, what's triggering them, how they're dealing with those feelings versus, you know, labeling them with big labels like ADHD and, and forcing them into a rigid way that doesn't work for the kid. Perhaps there's a much better way for, for, for that kid that we still don't know about. And if the parents are open enough, they can discover this because kids are truly in tune and they know what they want. But okay, so we went on the side like that. So uh, fast forward a few years from that, um, I landed myself in engineering school. But to be 100% honest with you, by that time, because of all this struggle and all this projection, I was completely miserable. And I lost connection with myself. I turned into a night owl and started doing a lot of drugs. I lived to party. I was wild all night and useless and drained during the day. And I literally felt like I've been chewed up and spat out by life. I was always tired, never up for much, and constantly unmotivated in my professional life, in my, in my social life. And I was dragging myself through the day as if I was, as if I was wearing a super heavy backpack on my back. <laughs> now, the, the lowest point was when I got fired from my job as an engineer. And of course, I would get fired because I was miserable. I did not love what I was doing. I was completely disconnected. And I woke up the the second day feeling like frozen. I was staring at the ceiling, super paralyzed with sadness and fatigue. And I remember that night very well because Melissa, I I could not bring myself to get out from bed. And even worse, I could not find a compelling reason to do so. 
Right. The main thing I was thinking about is suicide. I was very suicidal at that point. And the one thing that kept coming to my mind is really feeling empathy towards my mom and thinking like, how would she feel? Like, I don't want to cause her this thing. And that right. kind of put me out of this black hole. And that same evening, I think I shared this in the summit and uh, reimagined her summit when I was speaking, but I, I stumbled upon this uh, quote from Albert Einstein, who really played a beautiful role in, 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 in my evolution so far. But this quote said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I love and, that. Yeah, like, I mean, like, the moment I read it, it felt so familiar to my soul. And it literally struck me like a bolt of lightning. I felt like, oh my God, I, I froze for, for a few minutes there thinking, looking back and thinking to myself, oh my God, like I've been doing the same thing over and over. I really need to get out of this, you know, repetitive pattern and do something different. Mm -hmm. So I packed all my bags and I decided to travel um, to, to find some answers. So I set a very strong intention. I said, I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be learning from different health experts, and I'm going to find a way to improve my physical and my mental and my spiritual health. I was very optimistic, to be honest, but a few months in, this optimism turned into some kind of frustration because uh, I became very overwhelmed with all the different health opinions that different health gurus were sharing with me. And somehow they would all contradict each other. Because one health guru told me, you need to eat this diet. The other one told me, no, you need to eat that diet. And then I was jumping from one diet to another, trying all these different supplements, doing everything I'm, I'm, I'm learning, and, and it wasn't working for me. Right. And oh my God, like, why does it need to be that complicated? There must be an easier way. And so, I'm sure there are many, many listeners that relate to this right now. You know, they, they might not have set off on, you know, their travel to find health gurus, but you just have to be in the supermarket checkout line to see, lose 30 pounds on this diet and lose 25 pounds on this diet. And people are, you know, trying this diet and trying that diet and it's not working for them either. So I think a lot of people are hearing you right now. And so keep going with your story because their answers are going to be in alignment with yours for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it is it is challenging and it is confusing when you're, you know, swamped with a massive amount of information that all seem to contradict. Yes. And you, you find yourself in a point where you realize, oh my God, like, is it that complicated or is it only me? And that, that was a question that right. I kept asking myself, like, am I the problem or is, is, is the world, you know, like also confused or am I the only confused person on earth? And this one evening, I was lost in the vast sea of the internet. It was around 1 a.m. in the morning. And I seen this video by a neurosurgeon. His name is Dr. Jack Cruz. And it's titled, Artificial Light is Killing Us. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God. That's like, ironically, it's 1 a.m. And I'm blasted with this blue light from the screen watching this video telling me that artificial light is killing us. And... <laughs> and my mind was super foggy and tired at the time, and everything Jack Cruz said literally flew over my head. I could not remember anything or understand one thing from what he said. But I woke up the following morning, and there was one line that kept flashing into my consciousness. And it says, you can't get healthy in the same 
life environment that made you sick. So I was like, what does he mean? But by life environment, he meant all those lights we are exposed, we're exposing ourselves to when we are in an indoor environment. The LED bulbs, the fluorescent, the screens, the phones as we're scrolling. And having tried all the different uh, you know, diets and supplements without experiencing any benefits, I decided to take his words to heart. And I sat down with a friend who's a backpacker and I'm sharing with him my story. And he's like, I think you should go on www.woofing.com. And it's a website where you could find uh, followers. And the cool thing about it is that you could apply, you go live with them, you give them a hand, and in, in exchange, you could stay at their farm, you live there and eat from whatever organic produce they produce. And I got super excited. I found this farm in Quebec, Canada. And I've heard about that before myself and my sister and her family have actually done it as well. So you, you've done a wolfing? Not, not me. My sister and her family did. Yes. Beautiful. For a short amount of time. Yes. Yeah, so that's how I've heard about it before as well. And I also really love that quote that you, that you heard or that stayed with you overnight. Uh, and it's so true. And it reminds me of uh, another quote, which I think was also Einstein, that you can't solve the problem with the same set of circumstances that created it, right? Absolutely. It is, yes. Yeah. You can't solve the problem from the same level of consciousness that created yes, that the created it, yes. Uh, and, and absolutely, it makes so much sense. Now, now for six weeks, uh, I arrived to this beautiful farm. It's rural. There's no electricity over there. And I was sleeping in my tent. And I was exposed only to sunlight during the day and fire and candlelight during the evening. After three days of repeating the same thing, farming, being outside, having a good time, uh, hanging out around the fire, something, something crazy happened. I, I felt a transformation that I did not feel in 25 years. And it felt like time and space collapsed and it just transported me into the time when I was four or five years old and when I, when I was still connected with this beautiful ability to hear the rhythm of nature and feel this intense, timeless flash of inspiration that gives me profound clarity about who I am, what I'm supposed to be doing, how I'm supposed to be serving. And it was like all super amazing. Like I'm like, wow. And, and the crazy thing is that my, my intense headaches and eye strain disappeared. And having been told that I am a ninth owl, I literally start sleeping shortly after the sunset to then wake up before the sunrise for the first time in my life, feeling refreshed, energized, and infused with an exhilarating sense of joy. So um, I was on top of my work, literally. And having been told that I'm an ADHD person, mm -hmm. I was actually, for the first time, receiving amazing comments from the farmers praising me on the level of focus I was showing on the field. And I was able to, to read a book in, in one week and finish it. So my, my focus was razor sharp. Now, the puzzling thing is that this magic did not last very long. Because uh, after those six weeks, I came back to the city. And within a matter of a few weeks, I literally fell back, in, fell, I fell back into my old terrible routine of staying up late, being exposed to artificial light, and then waking up late feeling intense headaches, agitation, and fell back into my depression. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally decided to 
take action again and move to another form of growth. This time I was staying with the indigenous people in Ontario. And the same thing happened. Within three days, I started experiencing amazing sleep, great energy. So that was super positive. And I started, I started on this almost six-year or, or five-year journey of alternating between farms and the cities and observing how I'm feeling there and how I'm falling back into my old terrible routine in the city. And the one thing I started noticing that all of those farmers that were living there, they had a quality of life in their eyes that I have never seen in the community of folks who were following, you know, complicated diet and, 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 and dogmatic stuff. And I asked myself a very, very important question. I asked myself, what's the difference? Why none of those farmers are following any of those dogmatic, you know, diets? None of them are needing to take a lot of supplements. None of them are buying expensive, uh, you know, biohacking tools and so on. Yet they're living the best life and they're, they're really well. And what I observed in those years is that all of them, they woke up naturally before the sunrise at dawn. No alarm clock. None of them needed an alarm. Mm-hmm. They somehow had an intrinsic rhythm that wakes them up. Right. They, they, they spent a lot of time outdoors in sunlight, moving, working with the earth, grounding, touching the earth in their hands. And technically, the only source of light after the sunset was fire and candlelight. Right. They were never exposed to any form of artificial light. And the other thing is, they also ate the food that grows in their, that grow in their environment. So they ate right. seasonally. And if you think about it a little bit more, they are eating the food that has the light information of their own environment and not right. in, other, in other environments. Right. And like, for example, when I was in Canada, one thing I, I was doing a lot is I was eating food from Mexico. Yes. And, and I'm in Canada and that was, we could dive a little bit more into this, but that creates a mismatch because food has light information and this information is deciphered by the mitochondria. And it starts creating a mismatch between the clocks in the gut and the clock in the brain. The brain is like experiencing the light information in Canada. The gut is telling the brain, no, we're in Mexico. And it creates massive problems. And those farmers were not dealing with this. And another thing those farmers did, they ate rhythmically at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And they never eat at night. They fast at night when, when the sun is up. Right. So it's like really simple stuff that all of us could do. But because we live in a city and because we live in a very fast-paced lifestyle, we're just missing on those fundamental things that all of our ancestors used to experience when they lived in alignment with, with Mother Nature. Beautiful. And I love what you're sharing. And just to go back a little bit just on the food, I don't want to get too diverted on that. I know that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. But just to deepen what you're talking about, when your brain is saying that you're in Canada, it's because the brain is attuned to the weather outside and knows if it's winter, for instance, and then it's cooler temperatures. And so the body is going to be in a different state in winter than in summer. But if we're eating fruit from Mexico, that's telling our body, our gut, oh, it's summertime, then that's where we can have that mismatch, correct? Yes, absolutely. Because... The, 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 the way the body knows where it is on Earth is via tracking light information 
in the environment primarily. So basically it tracks the length of daylight during the day. It also, it's also capable of tracking different frequencies that appear in the summer and disappear in the winter, like UV light, for instance. And uh, this light information tells our body and our system that, let's say, the winter is approaching because what happens is that the winter doesn't come out of the summer. We go through the fall, and during the fall, every day, the day gets shorter. So we get, and, and that's supposedly if, if we are actually living in alignment with nature, because for most people, the day doesn't get shorter. They're exposed to a constant source of artificial light that doesn't change. There's no variety of frequencies that enter the eyes, and therefore their system is confused. Like, where are we on Earth, right? Like, supposedly in nature, the day should get longer when we approach summer and should get shorter when we approach the winter. And that informs the body so that we're able to prepare for the upcoming season and we're able to uh, adapt physiologically. And um, the, the tragedy is that in our modern world, we are constantly exposed to this same frequency of light that's not changing. And out of a sudden, we went from nature being able to control when the light is on and when the light is off to us having the power in our hands turning the light on and off in a very unrhythmic manner and not knowing how this light information is actually instructing every hormone in the body. Every organ, every cell is actually re rely upon that light and dark cycle. And there was something I wanted to, to, to share. It's like also on the Einstein. It's a very simple equation, the E equals MC squared, the law of relativity. Mm -hmm. and E is light, M is matter, and or stuff, just like our bodies, it's composed of matter, everything around us, like the earth. Mm -hmm. and, and C is speed. Okay, now, if we take a look at it, E equals MC squared, it might sound like it's coming out of a science fiction movie, but what it means, it means that light and matter are exactly the same thing. And... When light slows down, it turns into matter, mm. right? Yeah. E equal MC squared. So there's that equal between light and matter. And the only variable is speed. And when light right. slows down, it turns into matter. So, 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 so we are light beings. And everything around us at this moment is profoundly influenced by light. And yes. the cool thing is that we have this substance in our eye called the vitreous EDI. And its sole purpose is to slow light down. And when light enters the, the eye, it's slowed down. And the, the, the eye, the, we, we, we're, we're capable of using this light energy to uh, manufacture every hormone and every brain chemical that control the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we act. Mm -hmm. so, so, so that is massive because if you think about it, light is creating reality. And the type of light that gets into our eyes is actually deciding how good our sleep is, what mood we're in, how much energy we have, how much we can focus and how much we get, we get, that, we can get up. And mm -hmm. if, if we even want to take it a little bit to the next level, you know, a lot of us, for example, struggle with like self-image stuff because we, right. we, we hold like a very limited self-image of ourselves and especially on the journey towards healing, 
one absolutely important thing is to not attach ourselves mentally to the idea of that sick person that we've experienced before and to have that capacity to shift gear mentally and to be able to see ourselves well. And the, 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 the cool thing about all of this is that light literally changes the way we see ourselves and mm-hmm. the way we see the world around us because it is providing the energy to manufacture dopamine, serotonin, beta-endorphin, or all of these brain chemicals that control our motivation, our happiness, our state of inspiration, how well and how productive we can be in any given moment requires light energy in order for this to happen. And the challenge in today's world is that we live in cities where we get very little sunlight during the day and we are bombarded by artificial lights from our phones, computers, and LED bulbs everywhere we go, which really mess with our bodies and they make us feel terrible subconsciously. And this is, this is where the problem is because a lot of people are not aware of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I like to give the example of like, if you were born in a family where you grew up eating McDonald's, right. you know, you just don't know uh, the, the reality that exists for you outside of that box called McDonald's. Right. And out of a sudden, you know, you go to this farming trip, you start eating whole organic food and you realize, oh my God, I'm feeling amazing. And that is actually the natural it's, state that you're supposed to be. It tastes so good. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like food. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's very similar with our light environment. We, 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 we've just been, you know, most people my age, they were born in a jump light environment and they almost don't know what it feels like to actually get proper light exposure during the day and the fact that they will experience if they stop blocking artificial light at night and resetting their circadian rhythm properly. And yes, on that note, I would love you to just dive in a little bit deeper there because you've touched on it, but let's talk about how artificial light is actually causing chronic stress, adrenal burnout, and menopausal issues. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I'm wondering also, like, should we talk a little bit about circadian rhythm? Because... Sure, that, it all that, ties in. So, yeah, start with circadian rhythm. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, because I, I also do realize, like, not so many people are aware about the importance of circadian clock and the relationship between light and darkness and the circadian clock. But when we talk about great sleep, when we talk about great energy, when we wake up, we can't talk about these things without understanding how light and darkness influence our circadian clock. Mm. And getting getting a great night's sleep consistently, waking up feeling refreshed and energized, are not things that happen by chance, literally. Like they happen by design as yes. they, they are controlled by universal laws. And this law is called the circadian rhythm law. And, and circadian is, uh, it comes from the Latin word circandia, which means approximately a day or 24 hours. And in simple terms, it's like this 24 hour limit that we all go through. Mm-hmm. Animals, plants, and humans. We all experience, uh, you know, an unescapable daily change in the environment where the day becomes night and the night becomes day. And that literally, if you think about it, it changes everything about our behavior because evolutionary we had to adapt to this change it would dictate how well we we could survive 
and it will dictate what we would be doing at, at a given at a given time. Yes. So so we had to develop this internal clock that sits in the brain and it's responsible for telling our body subconsciously when to go to sleep, when to wake up. It, it controls our energy level, our detoxification system, the bowel, the bowel movements, reproduction, mood, digestion. All things are controlled by this clock. And what, it's, it's, what it really does, it, it's responsible for timing all these biological functions to an optimal time of the day or the night during a 24-hour cycle. Okay, because if we think about it, we all know that we like we're not designed to do everything at the same time. Okay, whether we're, we're working for our business or we're cooking in the kitchen, there's there's the right time and the right place for everything. And yes. we've we've all had this experience that you know we could be doing similar things, but the moment like if we happen to do it at the right time, it just mm-hmm. flows. It's yeah. easy. It takes less energy. But like we do the same thing at the wrong time, everything goes wrong. Yeah. This is literally what the circadian clock does. It helps the body do the right thing at the right time so that things flow effortlessly, so that it requires less energy and less time, whatever it is, whether it's cleaning your organs, cleaning your brain, digesting the food that you're eating. Right. And, 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 and basically, the two main forces that control the circadian clock are very simple. Mm-hmm. Lights and darkness. Mm-hmm. All right. of this clock really need primarily is mm-hmm. sunlight during the day, especially mm-hmm. the first two hours of the day. Right. And and darkness after the sunset at a consistent time every every day. Right. Okay. Now, if we alienate ourselves from this main signal of light and darkness, mm-hmm. the body get confused and if you want to think about it have you have you ever experienced jet lag i know what it is i also know how not to experience it because i've traveled my entire life and so for me is no but i know many people who have but i don't experience it because i take steps to make sure that i don't absolutely but for for, for those of us who have ever experienced jet lag it's it's a terrible feeling because Mm -hmm. Your body is confused. It doesn't know where it is. It doesn't know what time it is. When it's time to sleep, it's it's wired and stimulated. When it's time to be alert, it's feeling sleepy. You're not able to think clearly and all of this. Now, primarily this happens because the body's clock are confused about the yes. time of the day. And what most of us don't understand and don't know is that 99% of our society is jet-lagged most of the time. And we just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And, and why is that? Because technically, if the sun sets at 6 p.m., I go back home and, and I expose myself to a screen. One hour of exposure to this artificial light, advance shift my clock two to three hours every single day. So if you think about it, in a matter of three days, you could be in New York and your body stop thinking that it's in Asia. Right. And, and it keeps happening over and over and over again. It's like, it's like riding a roller coaster. It's very tiring. It's very energy consuming. Mm-hmm. And all the body is asking from us is an anchor point. And that comes in two forms. One, morning sunlight during the day. Right. And especially when you first wake up. 
for at least 15 to 20 minutes. And then there's the clock, the day has started. Okay. And not only this, it will give the energy to your adrenal glands to produce healthy amount of cortisol and adrenaline that will kickstart the day. It will give you the alertness, the freshness, and that boost of energy that most of us try to seek from a cup of coffee. Right. But, but the truth is that nature is the greatest cup of coffee when we're doing things in the right way. And the other anchor point is watching the sunset, coming back home, and blocking artificial light at night. And there are tools to do this, thankfully, so we don't need to be in a cave. I'll explain a little bit more about this. But what this does is that it, when we block this artificial light that otherwise confuses our brain about the time of the day, we allow the body to secrete the proper hormones that will allow us to experience a restful night's sleep. Growth hormone, melatonin, all of these hormones and night are dependent on this darkness cycle. And you spoke a little bit about adrenal fatigue. So that's, that's something very, very important for the listeners to, you know, open their eyes to. There's, there's a German scientist, his name is Fritz Holmrich. Uh, he published amazing studies back in the 1970s showing how sitting under artificial light increases our cortisol and ACTH in abnormal ways. Do you currently work with clients through some aspect of transformation in their lives, whether it be in their health, their relationships, their business, their careers? And would you like to be able to help them achieve their goals even more quickly with powerful tools? In fact, the most powerful mind-body tools on the planet? If so, you're going to want to know about this training course that I am running starting in October, at the end of October. It is the eight-day mind-body practitioner training which will train you at the practitioner level in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which works with the unconscious mind as we rewire their strategies, their patterns, etc., to get them to break through and get the transformation they're looking for. We also work with timeline therapy, which again is working with the unconscious mind as we release limiting beliefs, as well as detox the body of stored negative emotion as well as working with hypnotherapy, a powerful tool for changing behaviors and creating the life that somebody wants with these new behaviors, and an NLP coaching designation, which is on par with the International uh, Federation of Coaching ICF certification. And once designated, your certifications or designations are recognized in 42 countries around the world. If you'd like to learn more about how you can bring these tools into your toolbox in order to have greater impact with your clients and change their lives, because I know that's what you want, please reach out and let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, when this happens at night, it is absolutely tragic because it messes up with this balance interchange between melatonin and cortisol. So yeah. instead of secreting melatonin, the highest antioxidant in nature, we start producing cortisol at the wrong time of the day. And back for my story, that's when you fall into the illusion that I am a night owl, I function best at night, that's when I get my, my best creative time, and so on. The problem is that light is a drug, it's 
it's causing you to secrete the wrong hormone at the wrong time. And when again, like it could be the same action done at the wrong time, it will destroy your life. And when, when it happens time after time, the adrenal glands get really fatigued. Why is that? Because they are depleting the amount of cortisol that the body is supposed to produce uh, slowly first thing in the morning. We're secreting a lot of it at night and we wake up with very little cortisol in our body first thing in the morning. And guess what? We're so sluggish. We don't have energy to kickstart the day. And then most of us will go and you know, start seeking coffee and we get into that vicious cycle. So to, to, to a big extent, adrenal fatigue could be really tied to an unhealthy life environment that is causing us to secrete the wrong hormone at the wrong time. And therefore, it's depleting our adrenal glands from, from the power that we have. And thank you for that very detailed explanation. And it makes so much sense. And I hope the listeners really took that in. And if not, you might want to hit, you know, go back a few minutes and listen again, because you've probably never heard a doctor talk to you about how light impacts your adrenals and the stress that you have in your life. And very often they might be trying to give you a pill or giving you some anti-anxiety or antidepressant type drug to take. And it can literally be as simple as resetting your circadian rhythm that Rudy is talking about here. And how easy is it to do that? And it doesn't take long. You went to a farm, it took three days. Maybe in a city doing this, it might take someone, you know, a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks isn't very long in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, I love your entire story, you know, from being labeled the ADHD kid to then getting into engineering school. You're also a physicist. And so you really understand light and these bands of light. And that's why I enjoyed learning from you so much because I knew the, you know, negative effects of blue light on our body and on, you know, limiting the body's ability to produce melatonin, et cetera. But I didn't understand how the sun has a much broader band of different lights that we get by being outside. And when we're inside all the time, we just have this exposure to this narrow band of lights that isn't serving our health. And this is such an important topic and something that people can take into their own hands and look after themselves. I know you're also a proponent of an app that helps people with, you know, resetting their circadian rhythm. So do you also want to share a little bit about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a very amazing app because for someone like me, it's so wired. I know exactly when the sun is rising, when it's setting, when UVA rises, when I'm supposed to wear my glasses, because it became a habit. And it became a, a, you know, an easy thing for me because one thing about the body is like the moment it experiences the benefits for mm-hmm. for 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 a long uh, enough period, it just uh, intrinsically it's it's wise to do what 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 feels good, right? Yes. But for oftentimes, what happens is unfortunately like we don't give it the right and the proper environment or the proper signals for it to thrive. Mm-hmm. And and what the what this app does, it's called the circadian lifestyle. It's a very simple app. You download it. It takes it takes your location, and by tracking your location, it's capable of telling you when the sun rises, when the sun is setting, when UVA rises in the environment. So 
the, those important windows during the day where you, you get exposed to certain frequencies of light that are essential to the system yeah. uh, are, are being tracked by this app and it gives you reminders. And it also tells you, for example, that the sun has set, it gives you a reminder to put on your glasses after the sunset. Uh, you can time also your uh, eating and fasting rhythm, which is something absolutely necessary and important because light resets our circadian rhythm. It's the primary force, but the second force is feeling also. Because right. Our, our organs clock is designed to be connected to food. Um, and the timing of our food will instruct those organs clock about when it's day and when it's night. Because as I said, our ancestors did not evolve to eat at night. They did not have refrigerators. They did not have electricity. When the sun is down, that's it. You go to sleep. Right. And, and um, uh, what the app does is it helps you program the feeding and fasting rhythms. And what I would recommend anyone listening to this, uh, to this episode, something very simple, yet extremely transformative, whether you're looking to improve your hormonal production or to lose weight or to feel more energetic and alert first thing in the morning, the simplest and easiest step you can take, stop eating three to four hours before bedtime. Yes. If, you, if you're going to be in bed at nine, stop eating by five. And what I mean by stop eating, the last bite that enters your mouth is at five. And if you're capable of timing this arithmetically every day so that you have a schedule of eating when you're engaging with food at similar times every day, especially with the first meal and with the last meal, it's profoundly powerful. Why is that? Because the body starts predicting those meals. And within three days, you create a new program for the body where the liver, the pancreas, the, the stomach know and predict that by four, Melissa is going to have her dinner. So what the body does, it's very intelligent. It starts preparing all the enzymes, all the acids that will help you to digest and to assimilate your meal in effortless ways. And also because it knows that you're gonna eat dinner at five and that you're gonna fast after five, the body starts programming all the important tasks that are relating, related to detoxification, healing, and repair to uh, you know any time after 8 p.m. Because usually, um, generally speaking, the body requires about two to three hours to fully assimilate that meal. So if we eat at eight or nine and we go to bed, the body is constantly needing to work for a lot of time to digest that meal. And what's even more interesting is that if you eat an apple first thing in the morning, and then you eat that same apple at night, it takes about two to three times more energy and time for the body to digest that same apple just because okay. of the wrong timing. Yes. And, and that tells us that the body is designed to absorb and digest food most efficiently in the morning when the sun is up and yes. not at night when the sun is down. Yes. Yes, all very good points. I love so much great information here, Rudy. Thank you so much. I know you wanted to share a little bit about your glasses and the different lenses. So please do that and just explain it so that listeners can also understand because not everybody will be viewing this on uh, my YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so back to my story, after I experienced those states of flow and infinite energy and creativity at the farm, um, I never thought that I could ever feel depressed and disoriented again. But 
I was mistaken because I, I came back to the city and I fell back into my old terrible routine. So um, I I literally asked myself a very important question and asked myself, is there a way to um, experience this bliss and harmonious um, feelings um, in the city without 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 needing to you know become a farmer and 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 and, and change my 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 whole lifestyle? And this question led me to dig a little bit deeper to try to find a solution that will allow me to mitigate the effects of artificial light when I go and live in the city. So uh, I, I started thinking and, 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 and doing a lot of research and I learned about blue light blocking glasses. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was so happy about that. I went to my optometrist office and I asked them, hey, I really want this blue light blocking glasses. They asked me for three hundred dollars to put that coating on, and with a big smile on my face, I paid them. I got my glasses, come back, came back home, and I was using them, and I did not experience any benefits. Now that was puzzling to me. I'm like, oh, why? Why is that? I'm blocking blue light, doing all the right things, and then as an engineer, I start laughing at myself because I knew very well that, like, you know, if you're coloring, for instance. Um, the, the, the opposite of the color blue or the color red is orange. So in order to cancel, completely cancel blue, you, you, need, you need to have the, the, the pigmentation of, of the orange color. Otherwise, you're not doing anything. So I brought a, a, a tool called the spectral color meter, which is a tool that allows you to measure the light that is emitted by, by any device. But it also allows you to measure also how well the glasses are filtering the light. Right. And I, I, I tested those clear blue light blocking glasses. And what I realized is that they were blocking blue lights, blue purple lights, up to 420 nanometer in wavelength. And when I looked at the emission of LED bulbs at screen, it started at 430 and it peaked at 455. Wow. While those numbers are technical, all that means is that those clear, clear blue blockers, they're blocking a portion of blue purple that is not emitted by the harmful sources that we are exposing ourselves to. So they were a complete waste of money and waste of time. I'm like, oh my God, I paid $300 with this thing and does it even work? <laughs> so, uh, and, and I, I, I started going around and, uh, because I was, I was curious to know, like, is that optometrist aware? And I went to like 12 or 15 different uh, optometrist offices. And what I realized is none of them have ever tested the glasses, and when I tested them in front of them, they were in shock. They were like, oh my God, like, how, how didn't we ever think about this? So that was interesting. And shortly after I learned about uh, yellow-tinted uh, blue blockers, I bought those, I started wearing them day and night, all day. And the first thing I noticed is that my eye strain and my headaches disappeared during the day. However, uh, my sleep was not that good. And I start feeling tired and fatigued during the day when I'm when I was supposed to, you know, feel energized. And I, I did not know why. So what it turned out to be is that those clear yellow tinted glasses, they were designed to block 100 percent of the blue lights at 455 nanometer, which is this uh, nano spike in LED light that we are exposed to. Right. And the problem is that in the process of Eliminating the spike, you're, you're, you're taking away a lot of the blue turquoise that is necessary light information for our system to know mm-hmm. that it's daytime. 
Right. This is literally the light that tells our brain it's daytime, it's time to feel alert and energized. And this right. makes so much sense why I was feeling tired at the wrong time of the day. Right. So this whole journey of blocking glasses was a long journey of like purchasing different products and realizing, oh my God, the product is either blocking too much light or not enough light. Not light. And, and I started wondering, is there someone in the field right now that is actually designing glasses based on the science of light? And to my surprise, I could not figure out any company back then that was doing the right, the right stuff. So I, I met with a doctor from Florida who, who owns a lab um, that, that, uh, that produces different pigmentation for, for lenses. And he really connected with my story. And at the time, I had no intention to open a business. I was really trying to solve you know, this problem that was really bothering me. Right. So, so we got into, into this like uh, back and forth for about nine months. And finally, I was able to produce uh, the right pigmentation with him that was designed to block the right amount of light at the right time of the day throughout the whole day. And that's, that's why uh, we have three different lenses um, for, for three different times of the day. Mm-hmm. And if, if, we, if we think about it, it's easy because the sun naturally changes its position in the sky throughout the day on, until it descends below the horizon and it becomes night. And um, if we were to be outside, the body would be exposed to different color temperatures of light and to different amounts of blue light, depending on what time of the day it is. Right. And this information will regulate our circadian rhythm and will either promote wakefulness or sleepiness. So um, I, I, quickly, I quickly had the realization that getting exposed to blue light in the same way all day, or even trying to block blue light in the same way all day, is literally like uh, living under a sun that emits the same light day, evening, and night. Right. The, 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 that is, I can't even imagine how torturing that could be, right? So um, um, that led us to think from a new perspective of, okay, I, we, we need to, a system that is, that where people are able to interchange those lenses in such a way that will allow them to tune to that natural change that is happening in nature. So the daytime lenses, for instance, the one we are wearing, you and I right now, they are designed to harmonize that nasty frequency coming from LEDs without blocking too much blue light. So it decreases the sharpness of that blue and it makes it more proportionate and balanced with the green and with the yellow, which creates more harmony and more balance in the light that is entering our eyes. Whereas if we were to be exposed to that harsh, nasty frequency, that's not proportional with other regenerative colors. It becomes inflammatory. It increases oxidative stress in the eyes. And that's why oftentimes it causes eye strain, eye fatigue, headaches, et cetera. And uh, with those glasses on, it, it's, it's a step towards balance that increases mm-hmm. this inflammatory light, allowing people to uh, you know, be around those sources of light without experiencing nasty headaches, uh, agitation, and while, while we're able to maintain the energy level during the day. Right. 
So this is really interesting information, Rudy. Now, I know you also have uh, lenses that imitate sunset or a campfire light. So tell me about those. Yeah, absolutely. So as the day flows, the light changes. And around the sunset, it's a very important time for us as human beings to be outside and to witness that slowly fading lines. And what happens is that high frequency blue and green lights start slowly declining in intensity and in amount. And basically the, the sky becomes a little bit more orange and it transitions into the darkness of the night. And light is information. Okay, so at a subconscious level, it is communicating with every cell in our body and with every organ. It's like this little reminder that speaks to us and tells us, hey, the day is ending. It tells the body it's time to start preparing for a restful and rejuvenated night's sleep. And what this means to the body, it's, it's literally a signal that triggers our inner pharmacy to start producing the right hormones that will put us in the right state to be able to repair and rejuvenate and so that we can wake up feeling fresh and energized. So it's very important to be outside during that time and to witness what's happening in nature, whether directly or indirectly, it doesn't matter. We don't need to directly be like gazing the sunset. Um, if sometimes it's cloudy, the sun is still there behind the cloud and we are still uh, being exposed to that important information to the system. Now, supposedly we've done this very important step. We come back home. One of the problems is that most people are exposed to the second alien sun that comes from all the LED bulbs, the screens, the phones. We're scrolling on our phone. We're doing all these different things. And all of these lights, as I mentioned before, they are very high in blue and green lights. And this light enters the eyes and it tells the brain it's daytime which is very confusing. It's telling the wrong signal. And when this happens, we start uh, secreting the wrong hormones like melatonin. So we really want, uh, like cortisol, I'm sorry. So we really need to avoid this. And in order, in order for us to avoid this, it was easy for our ancestors to not run into this problem because they did not have a lot of artificial lights at night. And some of them, you know, depending on how old they are, they have incandescent light bulbs, which are a little bit less, um, a little bit better than LED lights because they have this frequency of light that is similar to the firelight. And if we look at a firelight, it has some blue, but very low amounts of blue, and it's full spectrum. And what dominates that spectrum is a lot of yellow, orange, and red light, which do not disrupt and shift our circadian clock in the wrong direction. And it's the light that we have evolutionarily uh, gathered around after, after the sunset to share stories, to cook, to dance, to hang out with our community. So it's very natural to our nervous system. And in order for us in Vivares to solve that problem, we came up with the Vivares evening lenses, which I'm seemingly keeping yes, on here. Yes. And, and those lenses are engineered to mimic the color temperature of the bonfire. Uh, it allowed the neurons in the eyes to understand that the day is ending and, the, and, and therefore the brain sends a signal to the body and the nervous system that it's time to wind down and relax. Just like we would be feeling around a bonfire. We feel relaxed, we feel calm, yet we have enough energy 
to cope, to dance, to socialize with students. And that's really the, the intention behind those classes because they're blocking all of the blue, but they're keeping enough green. So they can allow us to still socialize, drive, work, cook without feeling too sleepy, especially in the winter. I'm assuming, Melissa, what time is, what time is the sun setting for you? Uh, before 5 p.m. right now. About five. Four, before 5 p.m. Yeah, about wow. 4.30, 4.45. And today it wasn't up until after 8 a.m., I think. Right. So, so if I was to ask you to put the nighttime lenses, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, at 5 p.m., you're going to be asleep by 6. And right. it's definitely dysfunctional in, in today's society. No one wants to be asleep by 6. And that's the beauty of the evening lenses. They allow us to wind down without feeling very sleepy so that we can still right. do our stuff. And uh, about an hour before bedtime, uh, switching to the nighttime lenses. Okay. And I like to describe these literally, if we come back to the analogy of the bonfire, this would be the end of a bonfire when the wood turns into amber coin. And uh, by that time, I've always <laughs> felt like super cozy ready for bed. When I see the wood turning into amber coin, that's a stigma to me, like, okay, ready for bed. So these glasses block 100% of the blue, 100% of the green. And there's a feature also that really differentiates us from other brands is that these glasses decrease the brightness by 20 times, which is very important because it turns out that bright light of any color, right, uh, has a negative effect on our circadian clock. Um, so that would be the system. And it's important the one most important thing about this system is to maintain consistency. And this means having this regularity of wearing the evening and the nighttime lenses at the same time every day. Because in nature, the light sets or it turns into darkness at a similar time every day and it shifts incrementally in, slow, in small amounts. So, and what I mean by this is like the day gets shorter or longer and it happens a few minutes every day. Uh, so there's no massive gaps of like two hours and, and the way we usually experience uh, uh, life in our day-to-day life. Right. And what I also really love about your glasses is the fact that for the people that are listening and not watching is they literally one lens clips over the other. So you don't need three different pairs of glasses. You just have one pair of glasses and the two additional lenses and uh, in a beautiful case. And so I just have these with me. And then, you know, when the sun goes down and it's dusk, I'm putting on my campfire lenses. And I love that analogy to the campfire. And it just brings up so many warm and happy memories for me as well in my childhood and even as an adult with my girl guides and, you know, singing songs around the campfire, right? So I can see how that absolutely starts to calm the nervous system. And yet I can, you know, still look at screens and still enjoy movies, et cetera, wearing them or even doing some work in the evening that I'm, I can still see the screen no problem and get that work done. And then the hour before bed, I'm putting on the nighttime lenses. And sometimes that's just in the bath and I might be reading a book or in bed and reading a book. And I can still do that. It's not like they're so dark that I can't enjoy the things that I like to do as I get ready for bed in that hour before bed. So yeah, 
Awesome. I love all of that. Thank you for explaining it so well. And for your time coming on the show to share this with people. Um, this episode is coming out during our rest and rejuvenate theme. And, you know, over 70 million Americans struggle with sleep. Mm-hmm. And just using your glasses can have a profound beneficial impact for them. And so I'm really excited about what you offer and want to share and help get this message out because I've worked with clients with uh, sleep issues before and to this day, and I'm now recommending this to all of them because it's a very easy intervention for people to have profound positive impacts, not only on their sleep and waking up feeling refreshed, but then how they feel throughout their entire day. So I love, Rudy, to ask all of my guests, what does don't wait for your wake-up call mean to you? That's a beautiful question. I guess it uh, brings me back to a conversation that I was having with one of our team members uh, because they were feeling unwell in their bodies and they were pushing through it and they still wanted to uh, you know, work and do the regular thing that they were doing, disregarding what their body was was trying to tell them. So one of our values in Vivares is that we take care of our well-being first and that our results, our fruits, anything that we produce is an extension of our inner um, well-being. And if we're feeling well, if we are feeling joyful, Anything that we produce is the result of joy and is masterly. Whereas if we're not feeling well, regardless of how much we try to push and use our willpower to force ourselves to produce, those results are going to be far from being masterly. They're going to be probably mediocre results or even less. So don't wake up. Don't wait until. Don't wait uh, until your uh, wake up call your wake up call what this means to me is to really stay true to what your body is telling you to stay true to your feelings and to your well-being and to prioritize that first with an understanding that when you give priority to your well-being everything else in your life which is the fruit of you will be well, will be mastered, will be beautiful. And if you're trying to disregard that call, anything that you do, no matter how hard you try, it's not going to be masterly because it's an, an extension of something that is already chaotic. So fix yourself first, attend to yourself, and listen well to that call And from that state of stillness, it allows you to listen deeper. And any action that you take from a fulcrum point of stillness is really an action of power. And I do think that all action uh, is as powerful as our ability to decentrate into that center point of stillness from which we receive those calls, we listen, and then we act from a place of inspiration versus like a place of desperation. Beautiful. I love that. A place of acting from a place of inspiration versus desperation. Beautiful. 
If people want to work with you, learn more about your work, get access to your glasses, how can people reach out and connect with you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So our website is www.vivarays.com, V-I-V-A-R-A-Y-S. I would highly recommend to anybody listening to download our free e-booklet, Light, the Key to Mastering Your Sleep and Energy. I think you have it in the show notes. I do, yes. And, and, and the reason why I recommend anybody to download this ebook is because it's short and it's a culmination of like seven to eight years of deeply studying circadian quantum biology with the intent of making it extremely simple. So in three years, kids could treat it and know exactly what they need to do in order to, to improve their state and elevate their sleep and their well-being to a whole new level. So that's a great resource. If you have any question about this resource, reach out to us at support at vivarays.com. We're always there. We love receiving questions. We love people who are curious, who are doing the work and who are excited about becoming better uh, day after day. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. And I do have all of that in the show notes. And is there any last message that you would like to leave with the audience today? Last message. Yeah, it comes back maybe to something that I was reflecting on today, this morning. And what came through is I woke up feeling a lot of resistance. And to me, resistance is like an, a force that exerts power against anything I'm trying to do. So if I'm trying to walk, I feel like less powerful. If I'm trying to work, I feel less capable of, of, of achieving that work. And I found myself um, in a situation where I had two different choices. Number one is I try to suppress the resistance, pretending it's not there, and I go about my day pretending that, you know, there's nothing wrong. And the second choice was to slow down, be present with that resistance, and give myself permission to fully process it and to fully... Um, inquire what this resistance is trying to tell me about me this morning. And thankfully, I took the choice number two. And what I realized is that within that pain, there was a beautiful gift awaiting my acknowledgement of it. There was a beautiful message that literally took my understanding and my consciousness to a whole new level. And the resistance was there and I was experiencing it as a, as a feeling of pain. And oftentimes, the, the habit is that we try to run away from it. Mm-hmm. So, so my last message is like, you know, do, do, don't try to be like anybody else, right? Like be with, with, with who you are and with where you are and, 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 and fully acknowledge that and, and fully uh, own it to yourself. And today by, by owning my resistance and taking fully full accountability of, uh, of it and sitting with it, I was, I was, I was being offered the greatest gift. And, um, and I opened myself to a new space where I understood the things about myself that I had no clue ex- that they existed just yesterday. So there's always a gift, even in pain and, opening ourselves up to that versus running away from it is, is something, it may seem difficult, 
but it pays off in the long term. That's beautiful advice. Beautiful advice. It comes back to everything we need to know is already within us. We just have to tune in and listen. And that's a wonderful example of that. So congratulations to you for choosing option number two today and learning things about yourself that you just didn't know yesterday. And thank you so much, Rudy, for coming on the show, sharing all of your expertise and wisdom with how in relation to light and how it impacts our health. And I hope the audience has learned a lot here from this episode. I know I certainly have. And I just appreciate your your big heart and willingness to share this information because it's so impactful in the lives of others. And to my audience, thank you for tuning in each and every week, choosing to prioritize your health, learn and take action in order to extend your health span and live a joyful life. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.